This is Namina's Mental Health Mavens, where each week we bring you guests from the mental health, addictions, and holistic care community to talk about different issues and treatment modalities. Now, just a reminder, guest opinions are their own, and some content may be triggering. And with that, today's guest is Veronica Imia, who's here to talk with us about how we can stop attracting toxic partners. So let's welcome Veronica. All right. Well, welcome. I am very excited to talk to you about uh, stopping attracting toxic people. As I mentioned, my husband and I were talking about this last night. I've had toxic relationships. I think a lot of us have. So why don't you just give us a brief introduction? Totally. So um, I thought this topic was so great because um, I'm a relationship coach and I that's one of the most things that I always hear that at some point, usually people um, attract always like the same kind of person. It's almost like they think, oh my gosh, it's the same guy or girl, just a different, you know, a different body. Um, and then at some point you're like, I think there's a pattern here. And that's when they come to me. Um, and so I explained to them that this is so common and it all originates in childhood, basically um, around a parent usually that we had that we didn't get our needs met maybe there was even some abuse and then something happens in our psyche that we want to wrong that uh, that if we want to right that wrong you know that we basically want to heal that relationship with the parent with another adult in our life but of course most of the time it doesn't work because it's the same sort of like pattern that already has hurt us coming again again into our life that's why we feel it's so toxic um, and yeah, it just doesn't work. So I would love to talk about this today. Yeah, we talk yeah. a lot on this channel about attachment theory and how mm. those young experiences when we're when we're children really set us up for the relationships that we have in our adult life. And I'm really open on this channel. When I was young, I was a very insecure attachment style. So I was looking for that partner to fulfill me. And then looking for, and they ended up abandoning me and it was just horrific. So <laughs> love yes. to hear you Yes, totally. So um, the attachment styles come exactly be like they originate because of that, you know, because in childhood we had some needs, like for example, with anxious attachment, we usually we were abandoned. Uh, we didn't get the love that we were craving for. And so it leaves kind of like a hole in ourselves, but kind of like the, the thing is that actually, for example, as an anxious attachment, it works very well to find another anxious attachment because you can actually um, fill those needs, you know, with each other because you both long for that. But the the problem is that most anxious attachments don't don't find that attractive, you know, because um, they want an avoidant because this reminds them of the person that hurt them. So when I actually coach people, um, I tell them that attraction very often can fool us. So it makes sense to just try to date someone that we feel more like a friendship with, because those are usually the people that we actually create safety around and that actually can help us heal our childhood wounds. And very often from the friendship, then sort of like a, a deeper love can emerge that is maybe not so much based on this kind of like fiery attraction, but it's kind of like a much more wholesome love. And the thing what I also wanted to add is that most people, when they constantly attract toxic people, they usually come from 
like a difficult or let's say like an unsafe childhood experience so most of them have never even experienced safety so when they meet a safe person sometimes it's like boring and like oh i don't like them it's it doesn't doesn't feel exciting i'm like yeah because what excites you is your adrenaline rush when you are around unsafe people so they kind of like have to re-pattern themselves that's why i say it's good to kind of like try you know just try it out go on a few dates and then see if maybe something like a more kind of like a relaxed sort of like attraction and love can emerge from that yeah I can relate with that I tend to go very deep on this channel so I had done a lot of work uh, a lot of counseling and a lot of therapy and really worked on getting healthy relationships and then I had a, a child that was killed and I was completely emotionally unavailable so I dated another fellow who was emotionally unavailable and it was very healing for me in, in realizing what I was able to process a little bit easier because I wasn't caught up in, in all of my, like in my childhood trauma, I was, it was just, it was a really great way for me to see that boring is okay it, it to be with someone that I uh, could have feelings with without being, having that fear. You know? Yes, that's really it. And um, yeah, I'm really touched by your story. And for me, it was a little bit the same, not as dramatic, but I also, I always was going for totally emotionally unavailable guys because that's how my dad was. And it was so exciting and everything. But at some point I reached this like breaking point when I was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, love is just not meant for me. And I really gave up on it. And then I met my husband now and we just got married last year. We were together for six years. And in the beginning, I was like, no, 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 just a friend. This will never lead to anywhere. But then slowly we got to know each other. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like I've never felt so safe around this guy. And he just loved me the day I was. I didn't have to play games. I didn't have to play hard to get. And I was like, what? And yeah, now we have the most beautiful, beautiful relationship. So I think it's really, really worth it. Um, especially when you have to sort of like, especially like a best friend feeling, you know, someone who just gets you because also in the West, you know, we, people sometimes I think don't think deeply enough what love is, you know, they think, oh, love is if I feel a little bit of attraction for someone, if someone excites me, but love is actually a very, very deep emotion. Um, my spiritual teacher always says, it's like taking another person as part of yourself and that goes, you know, so beyond feeling a little bit of attraction, because also what if at some point this attraction maybe fades, maybe you have children, you know, maybe life throws something at you, like that's not something to count on. So I think we have to uh, get a little bit more conservative again and actually realize that this life is very much about being a team together. Um, and what can we build this on apart from just, you know, some sort of like fleeting feelings that sometimes yeah can just for a few months in every marriage I think they can just go away but we can also then invite them back in consciously you know yeah again I can relate to that I because I had the experience being an anxious and then learning about attachment theory and then seeing when I went to the avoidant side and then really working on that to get to that secure attachment phase I mean I met the love of my life he's he's so securely attached he's amazing and so there is hope um, but what advice would you give to somebody who's just learning about all of this and still attracting those toxic relationships? Yeah. So the first thing I would say is see if you can see a pattern. 
if you can see, you know, in all your, for example, in my life, that was the emotional unavailability. All the guys I dated, the, the pattern was there that they didn't want to talk about their feelings. When I got too close, they would pull back. Um, and I just had this feeling they don't really let me in. And that was making me feel so, you know, sad and upset and unloved. That was my pattern. And then I was thinking about, okay, how is this related to my childhood? <gasps> of course, this is my dad, you know? So that's the first realization. Um, and then it's always good to do some sort of like trauma healing about this. Um, especially if you know that if you have identified this pattern, um, you can do like a trauma healing. For example, I love to work with the completion process or there's also parts work is really good. Um, because basically, if you um, integrate those feeling and emotions and you can heal them within yourself um very often what happens is that you're just not attracted to these kinds of people anymore because um the need that was not being met in childhood is fulfilled if that makes sense so it's almost like um in psychology we say that kind of like when you have been hurt when there has a trauma has happened a part of you is still a child and when you are able to heal this trauma, that part can grow up and then it doesn't need, you know, daddy's love or mommy's love anymore. Um, and then very often your attraction will just shift. So you don't, you know, have to necessarily kind of like, because I think it's very difficult for people just to do it with a will, you know, like, oh, um, because if you're so excited by it, you know, you're just excited. That's just your feelings. Yeah. We talk a lot about parts therapy on this channel as well. In fact, we have a video yeah. that I'll link at the end that we did on that because I know that it it can be instrumental in healing those 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 young parts of ourselves that that have the hurt and have the trauma. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's one of my favorite modalities because I think it's also so important to become aware, like how split you are, you know, um, because. For many, many people, especially also around this topic, it's actually like child parts that rule their adult life. So it's very difficult even to make a good decision when, um, and, and what that means that, you know, child parts are ruling, it's protective parts that um, have tried to keep you safe in childhood. But of course, they don't have the same resources, the same information available than you have now. So, um, yeah, doing a parts work and of course, also additional to that is that you're not just going to heal this topic. You're not just going to stop attracting the, the people, but you're also going to have such a more loving relationship with yourself. And that's really like, that's just yesterday. What one of my clients said, um, after our coaching journey finished, she says, I never expected that I have such a good relationship with myself. And that's like, you know, that's one of the most beautiful things ever that can happen because, then we also don't need this love so much from the outside. Um, and also no one can really give it, you know, if you feel like this, you have a, such a deep hole in yourself, no one can fill it, but you. And then for example, your beautiful husband is like the cherry on top, right? Or he presents on the outside, what you also feel on the inside for yourself. Yeah, no, that is so true. And that sense of, because I did the work, that sense of peace and wholeness is, is it's worth everything. Um, yeah. Now I wouldn't mind talking about uh, toxic relations themselves in case there's somebody that's watching that is in a toxic relationship, because um, in, in, 
in continuing with going deep, my daughter was killed by her boyfriend. Uh, and oh, that relationship okay. was so toxic that both myself and, and my family and his family recognized it. We tried to get them apart and it, it ended up with in the worst case scenario where, wow. um, yeah, he, he killed her. So, and that, and that's not, I mean, violence is not the only aspect of a topic or a toxic relationship there. There's the emotional abuse, there's the cheating, there's all kinds of things. So let's maybe chat about how to recognize when you're really in a toxic relationship. Yes. And I just want to say, well, I'm so sorry that happened. And, um, and, and I think that's actually a really good point to make because we know what you're describing is obviously at the, at the end of the spectrum, like the most extreme spectrum, maybe apart from, you know, like other atrocities like rape or something or extreme control, but um, toxic relationships really um, exist on a spectrum. And what I've noticed is that especially around um, emotional abuse, people don't really it's very hard for them to see that because of course a toxic relationship could be that someone you know beats you controls you like wants to know at all points of day what you're doing doesn't want you to have other friends those kinds of things that's very toxic um or of course belittles you all the time you know um makes your self-esteem really small but it could also be for example as i said um things like your needs just don't match like you um as a person you need someone to really communicate with you um about what you're feeling you know need to call them every day that's how you really feel good that's your needs and someone else's needs are maybe they feel totally overwhelmed by communicating so much they um, get anxious you know even revealing themselves a little bit and that's okay that's not like that they are a bad person it's just that you are very incompatible but the problem is is that if both people cling on and don't recognize this and don't don't say their needs it can get really really toxic together you know we're not like in your case what you're saying obviously like there's a real there you know there was someone really violent there and a real like something really horrible has happened but i've seen so much whereas two really amazing people but they just cling on to this and then they start a relationship where they maybe cheat on each other they um you know they talk to each other in horrible ways just because they both feel like it's it's like you're like you're thirsty you know and you can never get this water just because we, you are with this incompatible person and um and that's no one's fault but um, I think it's so important to recognize this. So for example, if you're in a relationship where you never feel like you can get the things that you need, that's like a sign that um, it is a, or it can go towards a toxic relationships. And you should always remember that there will be a person who is perfect for you. You know, there will be a person who wants exactly those things that you want. Um, but we have to sort of like, stop ourselves um if we demand that this one person you know that we have selected has to fill all our needs because some people just won't they they have different needs they want different things in life yeah i know when i had swung wildly to the other side and was emotionally unavailable and avoidant and as i started to heal and i was with this avoidant partner 
I started to need a little bit more connection, a little bit more intimacy. And then I was tempted to revert back to my toxic behaviors to try and get what I wanted out of it with the manipulation. And the, and so that's when I ended the relationship and went back to therapy. Yes, totally. And what I maybe also wanted to add is that a big part of my healing journey was to also realize how I was toxic when my needs were not met. So for example, for me, the big turning point was a relationship where I now think it was quite emotionally abusive. I was like crying every day, just, you know, talking to my, to my ex-partner. Um, and for, for two years after that, I had the story that he's like, just like a horrible, toxic man, you know, um, he has like, no, like heart of stone and all that. That's what I thought. But looking back at it now, I realized that we were so incompatible and how I was toxic was I, I was, I think, emotionally overwhelming him all the time because I had big outbursts. Um, I didn't really say what was going on. I was just like crying. Um, and also I was just not upfront what I was needing, you know? So it's so, um, I think, beautiful when we can actually see how, as I said before, it was not, he was not a horrible person. I was not a horrible person, but we created this toxic dynamic together. Um, and and that's very, it's a very good point to see because then we also can stop making people like, you know, enemies or or bad people because most of us are, you know, trying our best and we've had tough childhoods. We experienced things that it makes it just hard for us to yeah be loving with each other. But um, yeah, it's really good if we can actually even shift our language, you know, um, from, oh, this person is toxic, maybe just, okay, they have different needs um, and maybe we just need different things in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah, and that was a turning point for me as well to see how I contributed to the toxicity of the relationship, how how it would just bring out the worst in me. And, and uh, if I could say one thing to anyone who's struggling with it is that it there is hope with the work. Like I just look at my husband now and how we bring out the best in each other and not the worst yeah that is so 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 true because um in my in my journey like I think one of my toxic traits is that I can get emotionally like really intense and then I can let out the emotions on my partner but with my husband now I felt so safe and I did also a lot of work on myself um that First of all, I learned how to channel it in a different way, but also he really can hold me, you know, and that was for me the perfect partner ever, someone to really hold me. And um, yeah, and what I also wanted to say to anyone who's struggling, you know, relationships really are, I think, the biggest spiritual development that we have. Um, they really can bring us into heaven and hell. Um, and so... Um, my heart really goes out to you for experiencing this, but also know that um, if you take this seriously and there's so much beautiful information out there on the internet and so many beautiful coaches and therapists, like you can change your life in such incredible ways and relationships are a major part of our well-being, you know? So, um, and imagine how it was possible for us to, right? What we are, um, what we ha are sharing here, it is also possible for you. Yeah, that's beautiful. And let's hope this is the beginning of a healing journey for someone. They go on, they can watch the parts video after this. There's tons of videos about attachment theory. 
and, and begin that journey. And I mean, we always recommend reaching out to someone like yourself. And we're going to leave your contact information in the um, description on YouTube and the show notes on the podcast. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. Well, thank you. This has been amazing. Oh.